Welcome to this Traversing Emmaus mini-series for the season of creation, which stretches from September 1st to October 4th. Over the course of this season, we will sit prayerfully with the Holy Father's encyclical Laudato Si on the care of our common home. But on this, day one, before we start to explore the document, let's hear from Pope Francis in his message for the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation. Dear brothers and sisters, Listen to the voice of creation is the theme and invitation of this year's season of creation. The ecumenical phase begins on 1st September with the World Day of Prayer for the Care of Creation and concludes on 4th October with the Feast of St. Francis. It is a special time for all Christians to pray and work together to care for our common home. Originally inspired by the Ecumenical Patriarch of Constantinople, this season is an opportunity to cultivate our ecological conversion, a conversion encouraged by St. John Paul II as a response to the ecological catastrophe predicted by St. Paul VI back in 1971. If we learn how to listen, we can hear in the voice of creation a kind of dissonance. On the one hand, we can hear a sweet song in praise of our beloved Creator. On the other, an anguished plea, lamenting our mistreatment of this, our common home. The sweet song of creation invites us to practice an ecological spirituality, attentive to God's presence in the natural world. It is a summons to base our spirituality on the living awareness that we are not disconnected from the rest of creatures, but joined in a splendid universal communion. For the followers of Christ in particular, this luminous experience reinforces our awareness that all things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. In this season of creation, we pray once more in the great cathedral of creation and revel in the grandiose cosmic choir made up of countless creatures, all singing the praises of God. Let us join St. Francis of Assisi in singing, Praise be to you, my Lord, for all your creatures. Let us join the psalmist in singing, Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Tragically, that sweet song is accompanied by a cry of anguish, or even better, a chorus of cries of anguish. In the first place, it is our sister, Mother Earth, who cries out, Pray to our consumerist excesses. She weeps and implores us to put an end to our abuses and to her destruction. Then too, there are all those different creatures who cry out at the mercy of a tyrannical anthropocentrism, completely at odds with Christ's centrality in the work of creation. Countless species are dying out and their hymns of praise silenced. There are also the poorest among us who are crying out. Exposed to the climate crisis, the poor feel even more gravely the impact of the drought, flooding, hurricanes and heat waves that are becoming ever more intense and frequent. Likewise, our brothers and sisters of the native peoples are crying out. As a result of predatory economic interests, their ancestral lands are being invaded and devastated on all sides, provoking a cry that rises up to heaven. Finally, there is a plea of our children, feeling menaced by short-sighted and selfish actions. Today's young people are crying out, anxiously asking us adults 
to do everything possible to prevent or at least limit the collapse of our planet's ecosystems. Listening to these anguished cries, we must repent and modify our lifestyles and destructive systems. From its very first page, the gospel calls us to repent because the kingdom of heaven has come near. It summons us to a new relationship with God and also entails a different relationship with others and with creation. The present state of decay of our common home merits the same attention as other global challenges such as grave health crises and wars. Living our vocation to be protectors of God's handiwork is essential to a life of virtue. It is not an optional or secondary aspect of our Christian experience. As persons of faith, we feel ourselves even more responsible for acting each day in accordance with the summons to conversion. Nor is that summons simply individual. The ecological conversion needed to bring about lasting change is also a community conversion. In this regard, commitment and action in a spirit of maximum cooperation is likewise demanded of the community of nations, especially in the meetings of the United Nations devoted to the environmental question. The COP27 conference on climate change to be held in Egypt in November 2022 represents the next opportunity for all to join in promoting the effective implementation of the Paris Agreement. For this reason too, I recently authorized the Holy See in the name of and on behalf of the Vatican City State to accede to the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change and the Paris Agreement in the hope that the humanity of the 21st century will be remembered for having generously shouldered its grave responsibilities. The effort to achieve the Paris goal of limiting temperature increase to 1.5 degrees Celsius is quite demanding. It calls for responsible cooperation between all nations in representing climate plans or more ambitious nationally determined contributions in order to reduce to zero as quickly as possible net greenhouse gas emissions. This means converting models of consumption and production, as well as lifestyles, in a way more respectful of creation and the integral human development of all peoples, present and future, a development grounded in responsibility, prudence, precaution, solidarity, concern for the poor, and for future generations. Underlying all this, there is need for a covenant between human beings and the environment, which, for us believers, is a mirror reflecting the creative love of God, from whom we come and towards whom we are journeying. The transition brought about by this conversion cannot neglect the demands of justice, especially for those workers who are most affected by the impact of climate change. For its part, the COP15 Summit on Biodiversity, to be held in Canada in December, will offer to the goodwill of governments a significant opportunity to adopt a new multilateral agreement to halt the destruction of ecosystems and the extinction of species. According to the ancient wisdom of the Jubilee, we need to remember, return, rest, and restore. In order to halt the further collapse of biodiversity, our God-given network of life, let us pray and urge nations to reach agreement on four key principles. One, 
to construct a clear ethical basis for the changes needed to save biodiversity. Two, to combat the loss of biodiversity, to support conservation and cooperation, and to satisfy people's needs in a sustainable way. Three, to promote global solidarity in light of the fact that biodiversity is a global common good demanding a shared commitment. And four, to give priority to people in situations of vulnerability, including those most affected by the loss of biodiversity, such as indigenous peoples, the elderly and the young. Let me repeat, in the name of God, I ask the great extractive industries, mining, oil, forestry, real estate, agribusiness, to stop destroying forests, wetlands and mountains, to stop polluting rivers and seas, to stop poisoning food and people. How can we fail to acknowledge the existence of an ecological debt incurred by the economically richer countries who have polluted most in the last two centuries? This demands that they take more ambitious steps at COP27 and COP15. In addition to determined action within their borders, this means keeping their promises of financial and technical support for the economically poorer nations, which are already experiencing most of the burden of the climate crisis. It would also be fitting to give urgent consideration to further financial support for the conservation of biodiversity. Even the economically less wealthy countries have significant, albeit diversified responsibilities. In this regard, delay on the part of others can never justify our own failure to act. It is necessary for all of us to act decisively, for we are reaching a breaking point. During this season of creation, let us pray that COP27 and COP15 can serve to unite the human family in effectively confronting the double crisis of climate change and the reduction of biodiversity. Mindful of the exhortation of St. Paul to rejoice with those who rejoice and to weep with those who weep, let us weep with the anguished plea of creation. Let us hear that plea and respond to it with deeds so that we and future generations can continue to rejoice in creation's sweet song of life and hope. Given in Rome, St. John Lateran on 16th July 2022, the Memorial of Our Lady of Mount Carmel by Pope Francis. In conclusion, let's pray the two prayers at the close of Laudato Si, which we'll be hearing at the end of each of these episodes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All-powerful God, you are present in the whole universe and in the smallest of your creatures. You embrace with your tenderness all that exists. Pour out upon us the power of your love, that we may protect life and beauty. Fill us with peace, that we may live as brothers and sisters, harming no one. O God of the poor, help us to rescue the abandoned and forgotten of this earth, so precious in your eyes. Bring healing to our lives, that we may protect the world and not prey on it, 
that we may sow beauty, not pollution and destruction. Touch the hearts of those who look only for gain at the expense of the poor and the earth. Teach us to discover the worth of each, each thing, to be filled with awe and contemplation, to recognize that we are profoundly united with every creature as we journey towards your infinite light. We thank you for being with us each day. Encourage us, we pray, in our struggle for justice, love and peace. Father, we praise you with all your creatures. They came forth from your all-powerful hand. They are yours, filled with your presence and your tender love. Praise be to you. Son of God, Jesus, through you all things were made. You were formed in the womb of Mary, our mother. You became part of this earth, and you gazed upon this world with human eyes. Today you are alive in every creature in your risen glory. Praise be to you. Holy Spirit, by your light, you guide this world toward the Father's love and accompany creation as it groans in travail. You also dwell in our hearts and you inspire us to do what is good. Praise be to you. Triune Lord, wondrous community of infinite love, teach us to contemplate you in the beauty of the universe, for all things speak of you. Awaken our praise and thankfulness for every being that you have made. Give us the grace to feel profoundly joined to everything that is. God of love, show us our place in this world as channels of your love for all the creatures of this earth, for not one of them is forgotten in your sight. Enlighten those who possess power and money, that they may avoid the sin of indifference, that they may love the common good, advance the weak, and care for this world in which we live. The poor and the earth are crying out. O Lord, seize us with your power and light. Help us to protect all life, to prepare for a better future, for the coming of your kingdom of justice, peace, love, and beauty. Praise be to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>